right, welcome back to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Aaron here with almost the whole crew minus Dr. M. We're going to introduce everybody before we get started. Uh, Two Chains making his glorious return to the airwaves. How are you tonight, my friend? Let's get it started. All right, we have Mr. Silly Sellis here. How are you, Sellis? What's going on, fam? How's everybody doing? And, of course, Mr. D. Wayne. How are you tonight, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Well, we come to you tonight um, with some actually pretty big breaking news during uh, midday today. I got it pulled up on the iPad. I know that most of our, most of my co-hosts here had a chance to read up on it today. D. Wayne uh, hadn't had a chance to look, so I'm going to kind of recap what went down today in the wrestling world. We have um, some breaking news on Ring of Honor Wrestling. It was announced today through the Sinclair uh, Broadcasting Group, who broadcasts all of Ring of, Ring of Honor shows. Uh, what's going to happen is they're going to broadcast on the Sinclair Networks every weekly episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling, but after that, it's going to be re-aired on Destination America. And while many of you may not have heard of that smaller network before, if you have heard of it, it's because TNA Impact Wrestling also calls Destination America it's home for broadcasting. Beginning the first week of June, I believe on Wednesdays, what will happen is uh, Ring of Honor will broadcast their hour-long um, weekly episodic television followed by TNA Impact for two hours. And then uh, what rumors I'm hearing now breaking right before we started recording the podcast is that Ring of Honor will get to be re-aired yet again after TNA Impact Wrestling. Um, before I get into the TNA talent's um, reaction to the news, let me just get your guys' feedback first on Ring of Honor coming into the Destination America Network, which is a national network. Um, we'll start with two chains. What was your reaction when you heard of uh, Ring of Honor's new kind of partner TV deal to what they already had in certain um, areas of the country? <clears throat> I mean, I thought it was kind of weird at first because I, I always thought like, I believe I always believe in competitional rings, and it's just weird to see two well-known names to be on the same network. But I said, forget all the politics. I was like, I'm am embracing this new war that's about to go down. I, I like I like to see that other other uh, companies are starting to step up, and uh, the world's going to get a chance to see a lot of the, a lot of the other talent out there. So I'm excited. Sellis, what about you, man? You excited? Well, I heard two chains sniffing over there. I was about to think, was he about to cry about the news that you were uh, <laughs> telling off to the people at Avon? Um, in my opinion, I can look at it about two different ways: one positive and one negative. One positive, like two chains just said, you're going to have a competition where you're going to have two wrestling companies competing against each other for battling for TV time. Um. And it's great to see because we haven't seen this since the Monday Night Wars, since you know the Attitude Era came about. And it, it's just great to see more talent being featured and just to see how some social media, some television deals can make or break some wrestlers. And some of these wrestlers that's on this roster for Ring of Honor have come to WWE, have come to TNA, but you'll get a chance to see some raw elements of wrestling. But then the negative aspect... I kind of feel for having a repeat of what happened with the Monday Night Wars. We ended up with one wrestling company. And if TNA and Ring of Honor end up merging together, are we going to basically get another three-hour edition of one brand of wrestling? 
I, I don't know if I want to see that. I want to see everything still be separated. However, the thing that really causes the conflict of interest here, a lot of TNA wrestlers have gone actually back to Ring of Honor, actually leaving TNA because of certain issue, maybe financial, maybe Dixie Carter had some management problems. But you see a lot of these TNA wrestlers, you know, have just jumped shit back to ROH, which a lot of them started from. So it's kind of interesting in which way it would go back and forth, though, Aaron. It's interesting, man, because um, what I feel like is probably a lot of the reason that they went back to Ring of Honor is because those guys run live dates pretty consistently, whereas TNA Impact Wrestling, they're not running live dates. They're doing their TV tapings, and that's it. They did just announce some uh, some UK dates for 2016, but, I mean, you got to make your money, and if they sign you to a somewhat exclusive contract, that can be cumbersome for your wallet. Now, Dwayne, um, hearing what you've heard so far, before we get your take, I want to kind of go ahead and put in the rest of the story now. So I was texting Celis about this when it broke um, a little bit after my lunchtime today, and MVP was kind of the only talent from TNA that was really tweeting about it. Um, I heard some laughter in the background, so some of you saw this as well. So, Dwayne, yeah. I want you to hear what what um, what MVP tweeted out, and I want to get your reaction to it. So, he had heard that there was going to be a conference call with Dixie Carter about the breaking news, and uh, they were going to inform talents of kind of what was what. So, here's what he tweets. The first tweet says, this was at uh, 12.56 p.m. today. At no time was TNA talent, parentheses, that I'm aware of, notified of ROH airing on Destination America, I'll refrain from commenting until after, quotation marks, the call. He follows up about four or five minutes later with, yeah, so, um, promoters, and then he has his Gmail right underneath that. So, Dwayne, hearing uh, that reaction from MVP, what do you think about the deal, not in terms of how it benefits ROH, but how it affects TNA and their talent? So, um, first I want to say this. This is nothing but Destination America covering their butts. Um, I believe as a network, they feel that TNA is failing and that the only way to smooth over stuff is to keep Ring of Honor, you know, on the network. With that said, it's pretty evident that TNA is on a downfall. Um, They're losing a lot of talent, quality talent. And I, I believe there's a lot dealing with management of TNA. Um, I've watched a few episodes lately, and I honestly, I just wasn't impressed. Before, when, when it was on other networks, it was it was cool to actually watch. Now it's just like, why am I watching? I feel like I'm wasting my time watching it. So right now, I believe that you will see eventually TNA lose their contract or eventually go out of business and you won't see a TNA no more. You know, I, I think from a talent perspective, this is a win-win scenario. I think, to jump around a little bit, for WWE to embrace Ring of Honor is already a big thing. I know we're going to get into the Samoa Joe conversation at some point today. But from what I've been seeing on Twitter and stuff like that, um, to see talent from TNA embrace this, and then to, and for them to be pretty excited, I, that's a big thing. Um, I also think that because both of them are um, on the same network, you kind of eliminate the um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you kind of eliminate like so. Not I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but I feel like. 
there's going to be references between the two shows now. So, overall, as a wrestling fan, you, you just win. Because now we're not going to have the whole, like, oh, Steam's been out of wrestling for 10 years, but he was in TNA, but we're not going to mention that. Now, people, whole people's whole legacies may start to get mentioned. You know, and I, I like that. It's like um, the Kevin Owens rant we, talk, we talked about in the first uh, podcast. I like the fact that he wanted to mention his amateur background. And I like the fact that they, they're embracing it. So now I'm, I'm, I'm going to say moving forward that if all these companies decide to do this, I mean, this is obviously a big win. So we don't have to just play the, like, uh, you guys don't know who he is type of game. But two chains, yeah. let, me, let me ask you this, though. When just when just stating that, let's think about what the WWE is trying to do. They're trying to promote their network. They still got Raw was a, a top weekly episodic show that comes on every Monday. But you're still trying to push things like NXT. And you're trying to push that developmental process from the WWE standpoint. So if you have ROH now, in addition to TNA, is that going to take a hit on some of the WWE you know, undercards or the NXT developers? Are you going to have more wrestlers? So, okay, since ROH is on TV, I think I might get more spot matches in ROH. Why don't I go here? Do you think that's going to hurt WWE's portion of their developmental card? Nah, because um, I believe that the sky's the limit in WWE NXT. And, I mean, don't forget Lucha, Lucha Underground's on Wednesdays, too. And there's no consideration on anybody leaving TNA ever to mention that. Um, and look at people like Rhino, who's you know, came back and it was huge. True. You know, so I think I think that you know a lot of people are going to feel this opportunity is an opportunity to get their names big, and um, it just gives them the sky's the limit. Ultimately, I feel like some of these big stars are going to run their going to run their respective companies, but ultimately they're going to be looking to make a bigger name for themselves so they can make the biggest name for them. And even if at a point where they're not so much worried about showing their talent because it's been proven, but, you know, the contract and the money in the WWE is ultimately where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree. Um, like I said, you will see, from a wrestling fan standpoint, it's great. It's awesome. But to me, I feel like this, like I said, I feel like this is Destination America trying to show their butts only because I feel that they think that TNA is failing, especially it may fail on ratings. I think they really do think that TNA is failing. So that's why they went out and got Ring of Honor onto their network. It's interesting though because uh, part of what I read in the dirt sheets today was that the negotiations and the development of the deal with Ring of Honor had been going on for a couple months and TNA hasn't been on Destination America terribly long um, enough to, for them to have evaluated it fully by that point if they've been in negotiations for a couple months. So I wonder if they were going to try and, um, you know, not no pun intended, but to be a destination network for professional wrestling and to have several options. It's convenient, though, that they have an opt-out clause with uh, Impact Wrestling in September, if I'm not mistaken. So it would be interesting. You know, they're going to have a couple months of ratings to compare what – fans are gravitating towards I was um I'm kind of leaning more towards the approach that Mr. Chambers brought up where you talked about how they could do a lot of cross promotion like 
I think back to, I think it was the 70s, you had Happy Days, and then you had Mort from Ork make a guest appearance on the show, and people freaked out. They're like, we're blurring the lines, we're, we're breaking the rules. This character doesn't belong in this universe, but you could almost do um, what I feel Ring of Honor has done very well with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They've had the best of the best in the world um, pay-per-view series. They did it as a two-night event this year. The one last year I ended up watching, it was a great four-hour show where you saw a lot of the top names calling out other top names and just seeing, well, let's put those guys in the ring and see what that would even look like. Um, it it depends on how the network and how the companies can work together to approach it because they could both mutually benefit each other and support each other and have everybody grow, or it could become kind of cutthroat and they could be competitive for ratings or for television time. Um, like... like uh, like like Dwayne said though, it's only good at least for the moment for wrestling fans because we have even more options that are more readily available to us. But I mean, even if you know you're just hardcore uh, house fan, or you know you make you make it you make it possible to see what your the attraction you want to see. You look at New Japan and their style in this, and it's just like people like AJ Styles benefited greatly from that. And that dude's cleaning like, up right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I like him as a wrestler. I liked him in TNA. He was a draw in TNA. He's going to be a draw anywhere he goes, no matter how dangerous he is as a wrestler. And other people are going to look at that, look at what type of profit he's bringing in, his publicity, and to never have taken the WWE deal that was on the table at a point. Like, there's no question that I feel like this is a huge move for talent. Um, I'm looking at people like, uh, Eric Young mm-hmm. to look at this and uh, really realize that this is a big opportunity for him. But um, something else I was going to say too, just just to uh, I, I guess so we could get on the same page, or whoever read MVP's tweets today, are we under the assumption that he's salty, mad, or or what? Because he just seemed all over the place with, with his tweets. I mean, especially the last tweet I read from him, he said something like um Congratulations to TNA under no circumstance. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Congratulations to Ring R under no circumstance. Is he mad or anything? He's been a fan since day one or whatever. But it kind of seemed like he was kind of going on a rant earlier. So I'm just like, where, where do you think his emotions at, or where is he mentally at with this? Honestly, he definitely. Yeah. From what I hear and from from what I heard, I feel that he's under the the impression that TNA is about to go down. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think that it's about cross match promotion or nothing. I feel like he's under the impression that TNA is about to go down. They're gonna get replaced. Yeah, and I mean we've heard. I guess it's probably been about a week or so. It's been simmering that the rumors come out that they're going to get canceled. That the opt out clause is in September, and that Destination America tends to intends to invoke it. Um, so it kind of looks like the writing's on the wall a little bit. So I don't blame him for getting salty, especially when it's tough with, I, I mean, again, I don't know the terms of the talent contracts. These guys can go work the indies when they're not working for Impact Wrestling directly. But um, he definitely came off salty, and it definitely made it seem like the writing was on the wall. Another report I read right before we went on air here was that the conference call that Dixie Carter and TNA had with uh, the talents who ended up calling in went about 90 minutes and the talents were able to speak freely for about 30 minutes of that call. And I guess a lot of them were very upset about the developments of the day. So it kind of seems like it's not going to be as uh, beneficial to TNA as we would like it to be, but you know, 
I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know, Mr. Sellers, what's your take on that? And, and I was just about to say, just to add on to what you guys said, let's think about when MVP first debuted in the WWE. Let's think about his gimmick. His gimmick was that he was the most or the highest paid wrestler in SmackDown history. And <laughs> let's say when we talk about our gimmicks, and if you watch the E, you know, 60 Minutes, um, and Corey Gray said this, and you see a lot of wrestlers say the same thing. When people are in their best gimmicks, is they're themselves, but all the way turned up. Let's go back to MVP. I think that gimmick fit him personally because to me, when you see his style on TV, what is he looking for when he's trying to find his wrestling career? He wants to find somewhere that's going to make him the most money. He tried his way in WWE, didn't work. He went to New Japan Pro Wrestling, that kind of tapped in, trying to make sure he got his bookings. But now in TNA, of course, he's been spotlighted as a champion. He's in championship matches. He's in the main event. But if TNA is going down, where's his money going to come from? So he's trying to figure out, just like a lot of these wrestlers, when you think about, you know, Bobby Roode or or think about Bobby Lashley. You know, all these wrestlers that are in the main event, and even I'll even throw out one of my all-time favorites, Mr. Anderson, you know, who has been a TNA World Heavyweight Champion that came to TNA after he was released by WWE. They want to make that money. So if these wrestlers are not making that money, of course they're going to force their disapproval. They want to make sure they get their money. They don't want to compete against ROH. They want to compete against WWE. But so if they say ROH is coming in to, to try to take away some of their time slot, and as you said, Aaron, talking about that opt-out clause, where is that money going to come from? And do they have to go look at it again? Because how how is ROH going to be successful on the TV standard? They don't know yet. That, that's what I think. And he was, I, men- he was mentioning, just real quick, he was mentioning on Twitter today that he – he wants to continue working. That's why he put his email out there to bookers uh, and promoters because he said he's got about three more years left in him, and then he wants to open up a bar and call it quits. So, yeah, he's definitely looking to make his money and um, get out and move on to the next phase. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Chambers. What were you going to add? I was going to say, this called me naive, but if I – back to the WWE reference. You see Samoa Joe on TNA. Um, he has a contract where he can make appearances on Ring of Honor. You see him? You see? I feel like this makes you want to watch the next station, which brings rate, because you want to see how this person's going back. It's the same recipe as the Monday Night War. You watch Raw to see what WCW is going to do. You watch WCW to see what Raw is going to do. But instead of it being so... Instead of it being so much of, of a war tactic, it's more to see like how is this character going to be developed and used all around. So you end up following it. And I'll even say this on top of that. Just off what you had to change, WWE may have to change their family style gimmick if they want to compete. Because we can say that, yes, it's about the kids, you know, when it comes to the merchandise, it's about the kids, when you want to sell to the project on the mainstream TV. But the hardcore wrestling fans is your young adults to middle-aged adults, that 18 to 39 range, where the heart of your company is. Kids can't pay for the WWE Network. They have to rely on their parents to. You know, the, the adults have to purchase the merchandise. And if adults saying, whoa, ROH is giving me what I've been missing in the Attitude Era when it comes to purified wrestling on TV, yeah, I might watch WWE. But I might transition more to that ROH. I think WWE is going to have to step up their game. It really could be a three-way match again. If it can get to that point and everything goes well with ROH and, and Destination America along with TNA, what they're going to do. 
So I think WWE is really going to have to step up their game in a way, too. Because like you said, if you see some of them old matches, like even earlier today, I was watching Seth Rollins versus Kenta. And if people don't know what Kenta is, that's, uh, you know, Hideo Tommy, back when they had a great match in the ROH. And it was an awesome, awesome match. So people are going to look for that quality to come on TV. And I think WWE is going to have to step up their, step up their game a little bit. Yes, I, 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 I think I have to say I totally disagree with them having to step up. I think yes. I think the Raw we won't get the Attitude Era back. I think Raw's still going to be Raw, but I think TNA is about to go on elevations that we can only imagine. I mean, they got live shows now, and they're, you know, they're, and they're traveling and stuff. I think TNA is just going to start getting branded to to be battled for war, to make a big impact on this on these Wednesday night. So instead of you just saying, you know, specifically WWE. I just feel like TNA is going to it's going to be this brand of wrestling where talent is being shown. Not people are just getting thrown over because of the name, but actual talent is going to be shown. Dwayne, you agree with that too, right? No. Oh. I feel, feel like this. This this is this is how it is. WWE is like your NFL. It's not going anywhere. It's always going to be the top of the top of the top. You can look at a Ring of Honor as Arena Football. Eh, some entertainment is <laughs> <is> there. <laughs> and TNA is 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 TNA. It's gonna go down. Everybody knows. It. It's very obvious. TNA is so, TNA. We need a metaphor for TNA. What do you, if it's not Arena Football? What do you you call it? Like like the XFL. The XFL. Oh, puppy, <laughs> the puppy bowl. You know what? I, I think of TNA as as. Pop Warner. Oh, you know, it's, oh it's, Jesus! It's there. <laughs> it's there, but you know that it, it's not there because it's again they're going to lose their you know their their contract with Destination America, so you know it's there. But then it gets it's just eh. so really it's just like okay, well you might you have great matchups in arena football, but again you're always going to gravitate towards the NFL because. One, it's mainstream. It's easier to access, and two, it's it's everywhere. I think I think we can all at least agree on this: is that at the moment, like like was said earlier in the show, there's so many alternatives for wrestling fans to turn to, depending on what your style is, what your preferences, or what mood you're in. You have TNA at least for now. You have ROH coming to more of a national spotlight. Obviously, like you said, WWE is always going to be there. And let's not forget, um, New Japan has some syndicated television. They're coming to American Pay-Per-View. They have an app that you can subscribe to, much like the WWE Network. And then we have Lucha Underground, as well as all of the IPPV stuff that's out there. So there's definitely not a lack of content these days. So I think we can all at least agree that there's another more mainstream alternative in what Ring of Honor accomplished with this deal today. And just to note, the deal runs through the end of the calendar year, but um, if it goes well, we would expect that to be a regular spot for them on weekly television. Eric, let me ask you this, and I know you're a Chicago guy. You bleed Chicago up and down. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Blackhawks, baby. Yes, yes. Let's say this. Hypothetically speaking, if you have somebody that is in WWE – that gets upset because they feel like they're not being pushed the right way, a very high-profile guy that can make a pipe bomb, hmm, let's say CM Punk, he joins ROH. Is that not going to hurt the WWE? I don't know. No. I don't know if I would say it would hurt them because I think 
I don't think that there's a company like a WCW that just has so much. It's not even so much that like that star would be less of a star by going there, but there's less spotlight to project that star. WWE always is going to have the media machine behind them stronger than any other company could possibly hope to reach. However, um, it definitely makes the competition more appealing and it's going to put more eyes because WWE invested in that guy and now that guy's elsewhere. Um, I don't. It's interesting, the CM Punk thing that you bring up because could we say that CM Punk being, being in Ultimate Fighting Championship hurts WWE? Not really. I think that... He put them through the ringer with the podcast stuff he did with Cabana um, on Thanksgiving Day last year. But, like, obviously they weathered that storm and had one of their best gates of all time at WrestleMania 31 in the Bay Area this year. So I don't think you can hurt them. But I think that um, the only thing I think it benefits at all in the long run is the fans because you get something better out of it and you get a new version of an alternative. That's all I think. Um. What point was I about to make? Oh, I mean, everybody besides me, and I ain't going to sit here and act like I'm the biggest advocate for TNA, but like I said, if if they're able to make deals and stuff like this Samoa Joe and the Rhino deal, I'm telling you, if AJ Styles step one foot in that TNA ring, eyes will be all over it. Absolutely. All over it, and there's your ratings right there. This take it, this, that's all it takes. It's one person. Yep. Uh, I mean, imagine if it gets so. Imagine if you see AJ Styles on three to four different wrestling companies every other week. You're not going to follow him. It's like, what is what's going on? Yeah. And he, he might be the one that had the most foresight out of anybody because he's working everywhere and he's getting exposure yeah. everywhere. Like people want to see AJ Styles. I've I've seen AJ Styles wrestle live before, and it was awesome. I got to meet him after and, the match, too. He's a great guy. And, and here's the biggest thing. Imagine seeing that belt coming across a different uh, pl- uh Exactly. Company. Exactly. That right there is just enough. That that just gives you chills alone. Like, yep. You know. There's talent there. I can see we, we all could be in the grid. There's it's, talent. It's, 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 at the end of the day. It's talent everywhere, but at the end of the day, it's also it's about the money. Who can who can throw the big bucks at you? And at the end of the day, nobody can throw bucks at you like WWE. Nobody. But nobody also wants to be caged up like WWE. You think AJ Styles want to be squashed by John Cena? No. Well, that nobody, but nobody, AJ nobody Styles is working nobody. a lot less and making a lot of money, calling his own shots too. And when you have the name, you can kind of get away with that. Hey, I'm calling it right now, Randy Orton, Ring of Honor. Oh gosh! Co- oh no! I don't know about that. <laughs> Randy Orton will never leave WWE. Breakfast never. Club rules. Breakfast Club yes. rules. Anybody in the Breakfast Club will not leave WWE. You might as well just talk that up. Shout, shout out Schleg Daddy, OTR Essential. We we stole that that phrase from him. Yep. We were yep. big Schleg Daddy fans here. We love you, Schleg Daddy, man. We listen to you faithfully. So if you give us a shout out, maybe one time you listen to our podcast. But yeah, he is not going. He is not going at That's all. That's bold, bold prediction. You know, you, you got to go off the limb. With oh it. man, I Every would love year. it if it happened, but I I don't see it. But let me. Why don't we do this? Why don't we go home on this note? I want to hear everybody's thoughts on this. Let's say, here here's my thing. If you're a company that people keep saying over and over in rumors is going to close, what do you look like? A company that's about to close. Perception becomes reality. Let's say. 
that in September it does happen, and I hope it doesn't happen because I think it's not good for professional wrestling if it does, but let's say it does happen that TNA Impact Wrestling does get canceled without TV money, I say that that company is probably going to be going out of business. And If that were to happen, we've seen that WWE with the NXT brand has been more open to signing TNA's uh, talent, especially TNA originals like Samoa Joe, although he did get his start in Ring of Honor and other places first. If you were Triple H and you were down at NXT and you could cherry pick three talents to bring into NXT to replace some of these guys like Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn that's going to go up to the main roster soon, which three talents on TNA's roster at this time would you take? Let's start with you, Dwayne. That's a tough Question. Oh, yes, it is. Can no, I can I tell you why it's tough for me is I don't I think Kurt Angle's their champion, but I couldn't even tell you that for sure now because I don't follow them consistently. I think that their storylines have been rough to watch lately. He is the current champ. He is is the current he champ. okay? I thought he was. It's uh Can I tell you who would be my number one pick? Ethan Carter the third. Oh, that's a that's a right that's an interesting good pick. Yeah, I, I love EC three. Every time I do turn into Impact, he's the best thing. Who? Ethan, Ethan Carter, Carter the third. Yeah. He was with WWE at one point, I thought, too. He like was. in a he developmental was. deal. Was, but... You know what? I'm gonna give you someone right now. Okay. Awesome Kong. I would take her back. Mm, Karma. That's gonna be hard to do though. I'd do it. I'd do it too, man. Karma was awesome. Hello? Yeah. Yep. You, you're back so, too, James. Did y'all already make y'all predictions? Well, we're, we're no, kind of no, dancing around it because um, uh, right now we said Ethan Carter the third, and then Dwayne said um, Awesome Kong, a.k.a. Karma. Ooh, right? I really liked her impact in WWE, but you said to, uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how I got disconnected. Wi Fi these days. No, I understand. Uh, Ethan Carter the third would be my number one pick, EC3. I like him. He, I like him. Yeah. But, but you, know, you know who I like, but he's kind of irritating. I like Kenny King. I do too. Uh, I do too. Mm, that's a good pick. He's that's fun, man. Pick. Current exhibition champ. I am. Ah, okay. What? What? What is? What's the premise of my pick? Whoever I want, just because you have your own pickings. I mean, and you could base it on whatever, say. whatever you, whatever would be most important to you. For me, it would be a guy who I could take and make into a star who could draw me money for the long term. And I think EC three fits that the most. I would say Bobby Roode, based on talent, might be the best pick. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's but Bobby Roode's yeah. in his in his mid thirties at this point, whereas EC three is young and he's up and coming. And there's I think there's only untapped money and potential there. That's why I said him first. <laughs> okay, so minus the whole if I was Triple H part, I'm going off the limb. My first wild card pick, Robbie E. Zack Ryder, <laughs> Robbie E. <laughs> give me give me one year with that. I love it. You gotta, you gotta bring DJ Zima Ion in to be the manager then, because that would be epic. Oh man, I'm telling you, like off the lip, that would be good. Um, hey, I'm part of the the uh, the Divas Can Wrestle uh, whole movement, so you might as well bring somebody that got talent and might as well bring her back. And I, 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 I would like to see Gail Kim come back and spice it up a little bit. I like, I would like to see a little her and Paige uh, feud. Spark off, but 
My legit pick, since you already said uh, Robbie, uh, Bobby Roode. Uh, I'm not sure. Austin Aries. I like Eric Young. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess I go with Eric Young. Uh, he, he seems to be a suitable replacement for Daniel Bryan, who looks like who knows how his future is going to be. Yeah. Um, sort of the same type of style, but. Yeah. I don't know if That's Gail Kim would be uh would be welcome back after what she recently said on Twitter about Vince McMahon. She kinda took him to task on Twitter, but I, I loved Gail Kim. I agree with you there. Uh Celis, what were you about to say, bro? I was about to say I, I my premise was I mean, I don't want to pick anybody that's a former uh, I guess a former WWE star well known. I wanna pick somebody that's never gone. Something in. So fresh, yeah. For me, that that will eliminate Mr. Anderson, that will eliminate MVP. Uh, that would emulate Tyrus, or, or known as uh, Brodus Clay. Lashley. Yes, the Hardy Boys. So I'm going to go with somebody that has been a world champion in TNA that I think would be very good, and that would be Magnus. I, I think he would do very well as another like you know, international yeah. superstar. And let's imagine this. Let's say we put him in a stable with him, Wade Barrett. Seamus, even Paige, and I'm divvying off a video game here because I'm a video game junkie, especially when it was, you know, the Raw vs. SmackDown WWE video games back from the PS2 days. It was a gimmick a stable that had them bring back the European title. Yeah. And they brought that European title with that, that stable and maybe Magnus could lead it. I think that would be really good, you know, for the company. And just another title, yes, but it gives a chance to divvy up to somebody that has not, you know, got a chance to get this We'll call that the European World Order, the EWO. Yes, I love it. I love it. So yeah. Magnus will be my pick. That's a good you know pick, what? man. I really, really thought um, he was going to say my pick originally, but I stirred away from him. But I don't know if people's big fan is, but I know he's a Triple H or uh, I think he's more of a Vince McMahon guy. But King Mo would do numbers. <laughs> and numbers. But the only thing is... And it's they scared to take that chance <laughs> or make or make it an African American a top guy. I'm sorry. King Mo off that mic. Can you imagine? <laughs> He's great. Could, could, <laughs> could he could he keep it TV PG though? I don't know. Could 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 Paul Heyman? Could he be a Paul Heyman guy? Oh man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. No need to talk. We got somebody that can talk for you. Dwayne, did you, you know did you have another pick, man? Alright, so I'm going to give you my three. First, like I said, Kenny King, great. Charisma, he has it. He has it all. If you give him a chance, I, I see big things. I'm going to go back with someone that has potential but just didn't peak yet. And I feel that if given a second chance, he will. And I'm talking about my man Drew Galloway. Good call. Good call. I'm talking about him. The look is there. He's improving. And I believe that him going into a developmental, sky's the limit for him. If, if taken care of properly. What is he doing in Impact right now? Like, what's his feud right now? It comes to crickets. Right, I have no idea. No, I, I don't know what he made his debut. I don't know what he's about. I'll tell you what, though. My plan Sorry. this week, I um, is TNA still on Fridays for the moment? They're not moved to Wednesdays yet, right? 
yet. Okay. Starts June third. Yeah. Wednesday. So I think My, Friday, then Wednesday. I plan on Friday, and yeah. anyone that wants to join me can. I plan on t- actually, if I don't tune in, I'm going to DVR. I want to watch Impact this week, and I want to do kind Great. of a a one shot product review because I'm their target audience. I'm a hardcore wrestling fan. I want to see how they're um, meeting the standards of today's hardcore wrestling fan, just because I haven't watched it consistently. Um, anyone that wants to join me in that product review, I'm probably going to get that up and record it sometime this weekend. But, Dwayne, what were you about to say, man? Now, the last one, I like Awesome Kong. I think she should be in there. It's just no it's just no belt. But I'm going to go a little bit over there. Tyron Terrell. Knock on Cat. <laughs> Now, she has to look. She's going to Divas, do her thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. She has to look. She has to look. What if they brought in someone like an Angelina Love? I was thinking that, uh, you know, she has that look. You know, I, I would be for it. And she's great in the ring. I mean, a lot of these knockouts are, are great in the ring for TNA. Um, uh, Did you know she was in WWE developmental at one point? I listened to her um, interview on Colt Cabana's show. She was in developmental, I think, uh, more in the OVW scope of things for at least a couple months. Then she got hurt. But, yeah, she, they signed her when she was, like, just out of high school. And then it didn't work oh, wow. out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she'll, she'll be good for the Marine Five. <laughs> good call, man. Um, let's let's go back to Awesome. Let's go back to Awesome Kong. She's great. I think WWE dropped the ball on her. Well, oh, she got she got pregnant herself. too. Yeah, she got pregnant, and that that threw things <laughs> off too. But the ball got stuck in her. <laughs> but you know what? If you was to bring her over, I think you would have to bring over someone like Havoc too. I that, might have it. That could be fun. I might have it. It would be interesting <sighs> to see to, to see like Kong versus like Charlotte coming up or like there's so many possibilities. I like that a lot. But the it's only just, thing about Havoc and Abyss, both of them scare me because it's like we've seen that gimmick with Kane for so many years. Or Mankind. Get, oh, you know, or Mankind. So could they ever get that, you know, that, that type of scary gimmick or yeah. that weird gimmick because we've seen it for so years and it's been a stable in WWE I think I think Abyss is probably a no-go for WWE that's just he's also a little older if, yeah. if WCW's around they'll be perfect oh yeah of course they, yep. embrace, they embrace that they embrace that gimmick over and over and over and it just kept working 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 at least for me as a fan not so much more of the talent but just as the the whole perception of it worked for me yeah man um, why don't we kind of go around the horn one more time real quick in the interest of time, uh, just kind of closing thoughts on the news of the day as well as moving forward. Um, Dwayne, we're going to kick it to you first. Closing thoughts. Dwayne, you there, brother? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. He's thinking. Oh, final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts. Final thoughts. WWE, don't worry, you're safe. <laughs> the two little companies are having child play fight with each other on the same network. Who cares? Because you make millions anyway. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> um, but congratulations to the person that, to the company that got out of their diapers and into potty training pants. <laughs> Ring them up. <laughs> um, congratulations to you. Keep moving. 
big up in the world. We can't take you anywhere, man. Oh, my gosh. Dallas, look out next year. That's all I got to say. Um, two chains. Closing arguments. Uh, three letters. W and W. Wednesday Night War. Embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Sellis. I mean, speaking of WNW, I have to probably watch one on my iPad and one on the TV. Um, but for closing art for me, I just think, like I said, you said this at the top of the line, Eric. This is great for wrestling fans. More wrestling. As wrestling fans, what could you ask for that's even better than more wrestling? I mean, this is this is going to be huge. I, I, I hope this is huge. But I would still say WWE can use this to step up your product for the network. You're charging people $10 a month. This is free if you got cable. So what are you going to do? That's a that's an interesting point, one that I was gonna kind of touch on as well. Like, you're right; they're charging nine ninety nine for pay per views that you know sometimes we're satisfied, sometimes we're not. I'm more inclined to be on the latter end of things after Elimination Chamber, but we'll see how that goes, just because of the rush booking. But there's a lot of alternatives out there. You could watch WWE on cable, as well as you know three to five other shows a week, depending on how your schedule looks and how your DVR setup is. So. I think it's going to be interesting moving forward. I agree that WWE doesn't have anything to worry about, but if they want to grow the network, they should really look at what they can do differently. But I think we're, they're taking some steps in that right direction by giving fans um, some great things in a Samoa Joe debut and a Kevin Owens-John um, Cena match coming up. Hopefully that's more of a long-term feud and not just a one-off. But um, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. We're going to definitely touch base on this issue, gang, because I think this was one of our... Definitely more livelier discussions on the podcast so far. Um, check us out on our social media. Uh, we'll be putting more content up hopefully throughout the weekend and especially look for our review show um, about Elimination Chamber this Sunday. So for all the guys, this is Aaron. Uh, so long, everybody. This has been another production of the Big Goat Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at... BGB Group or on Facebook facebook.com slash biggoldbelt email us at biggoldbeltgroup at gmail.com and don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes